and welcome to Bravely Honest, episode 10. We've made it to double digits. <laughs> it, it only took us a month to holy get Holy moly. Um, if you're joining us on Apple Podcast or Spotify, you found us under clcfamily.church. Thanks for listening there. If you found us on our Facebook page, um, you probably came through the website. Um, but we do have a Facebook page if you're listening to our podcast, which is um, Bravely Honest. And then you can find us on Instagram at bravely underscore honest. Um, I'm glad we finally made it here, Carrie. I am too. Thanks I'm... for hanging with us if you noticed that we had to skip a couple weeks. We had such good intentions of recording four times in February, yeah. but unfortunately, we were doing life and we had a couple slip ups. We had some yeah. illness, we had some emotional <laughs> things going on. So I think, unfortunately, usually we try to no. record on Wednesdays, and I think one Wednesday, I just was too emotional to record. Yeah. Then we went to do it the next day, and I was like, I'm too emotional to record. <laughs> and then my pancreas got swollen. <laughs> Carrie ended up in the ER. I was like, what is happening? Uh, and then this week, my <sighs> oldest daughter is sick with a fever, but I made arrangements that I could be here, so... <laughs> That's how much just, we really do love you all for yes. listening. I mean, all 15 of you. Every <laughs> Wednesday, just stuff was happening. So we're glad to be back. Yeah. And today we're going to be finishing up our series on love. So finally, yeah, we're going to jump right in. I won't read the passage that I think we had read the first two times, but um, I am going to read from 1 Corinthians um, 13, 4 to 8. It says, love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it is not dishonoring to others, sorry, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no records of wrong, love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in truth, it always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres, love never fails. Hmm. Um, So I think the first episode in the series we kind of discussed Just God is love and what that means, what the characteristics of that are. Um, And then we kind of move forward to what it means to um, just kind of convey that love to ourselves and others. So today we're going to be diving a little bit more into what does it mean to, um, as a Christian, love ourselves and love others. Yeah. Yeah. I think those are both really important. And honestly, just coming off of, I'm not going to say that word anymore on this. I say, I must say it a lot. And then I realize that it sounds really cheesy when I say it on this podcast called yeah. Bravely Honest. Like I'm trying to fit it in. I'm not. I think it's a habit, but none, nevertheless, um, I think over the last couple weeks, we've both had to learn the hard lesson of taking care of ourselves mm-hmm. um, and others. Yeah. Like our families, like uh, sometimes the others, sometimes I think we want to pick the others. <laughs> Exactly. But sometimes what you find out is you don't get to pick the others. Like God actually just brings them in there for you. Right. Um, but I think also realizing um, that we, we have to take care of ourselves too. And um, as much as we love doing this podcast, and I think we probably had a little bit of pride get in our way because we were like, yes, we're this is going to be awesome. <laughs> we're going to go for it. Um you know, God used a couple of things to put us back in our place oh, and totally. be like, hey, yeah. I'm going to let you know when the next one's going to be and uh, what it's going to look like. And it didn't like. always feel like it in the moment, but I do feel like God was really putting all of this back on our plate. 
um, like you guys are talking yeah. about all this stuff, but let me see yeah. it in action. And, you know, we had, oh, that's so true. We had several, I mean, I know I, even when I was sick and mm-hmm. not feeling well, like I really, I realized that I struggled in like, first of all, asking for help and why do we mm-hmm. feel like we can't take care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And then other times like the whole self-love movement, I feel like sometimes we can take that over the top and just, yeah. Oh, love ourselves, like take care yeah. of yourself. And, um, and then I think we start to neglect the other. So I think yeah. there is that balance of loving ourselves so we can be prepared to love others. Yeah. But it, navigating that can be difficult. It can be really difficult. And even working love through friendships and what that mm-hmm. means. That doesn't mean it's easy and you just love on each other all the time. It, sometimes right. it means hard conversations and right. loving your enemies can be even harder. So. Yeah. Well, let's back up on the loving yourself a little bit. Um, that's actually a good segue into um, an article that I read on a website called Equipping, Equipping Godly Women. Um, and this was written, this was a guest post by someone named Mary Harp. Um, and she really speaks to that. In fact, one of the taglines at, at the beginning is, with all the twisted messages of self-love in our culture, how should Christians respond? Um, because I think we, I, I always compare things to like that pendulum. And I feel like I either swing like way too far to the left or way too far to the right. And I'm like, where's the happy medium? Like there's gotta be a happy medium. And so, um, she actually just has like a few points on how she, um, feels like we can love ourselves as, um, as Christian women and take care of ourselves. And she, um, she said, I realized I am human and I need downtime food and sleep like everyone else. And she questions, are you constantly putting others' needs before your own and ignoring your needs? God wants you to be a good steward of your body, just like everything else mm-hmm. in your possession. Um, and so she really does talk about that and um, that that's important. Um, she, oh, I know there's a page I'm missing. Take your time. Oh, geez. Jeez Louisa. Um, oh, I know. She said, sometimes we're so... Um, we we're so concerned with being selfish that we neglect ourselves in the process. And we think that self-care equals narcissism. Um, and so she, that's when she says, you know, we have to nourish our body. So first of all, he says, you have to love others as you love yourself. Mm-hmm. So in that first one, that's a big one that like, we can't neglect ourselves in that way. Then she says that um, there's another verse that says how you would, just like you would nourish your own body, um, which is that we have that innate, um, most of us, I I know that there's some people that struggle with that, but we do have that innate feeling to like nourish and take care of ourselves. Like that's Mm -hmm. human nature. Like you're hungry. I I need to eat, you know, that's how hangry became a thing. Like we realized we need to. Um, and I I think another great thing she mentioned is that Jesus also painted, um, a self-care routine in the gospels. And there's two key ways he took care of himself. She said he prioritized alone time with the father. And there's many examples um, of Jesus taking time. And this is a vital part of self-care. It's crucial to both spiritual and mental health. Jesus um, knew what he needed to do and, but remembered his priorities. And so I think the first thing in self-care is just that we have to remember that we're following our self-care plan can be God guided. Mm-hmm. Um, if our self-care plan is self-guided, it, we will not do it well. Right. Um, if our self-care plan is God guided, 
um, we will be honoring our bodies, our God-given bodies in, in a right way. And the other big thing she said, which I thought was, I don't know, timely for me at least, she said, Jesus did not do it all. Jesus didn't meet every need. He left people waiting in line to be healed. He left town to preach to another town. He hid away to pray. He got tired. He never interacted with the vast majority of people on the planet. He spent, <clears throat> excuse me, he spent 30 years in training and only three years in ministry. He did not try to do it all, and yet he did everything God asked him to do. So I think if we are trying to do everything that we feel we should do, um, or even when we say no to, even if, we, if we're trying to time it, um, say no in the right way, I think it is important for us to, to kind of gauge that against what God tells us. Um, because there, I'm sure there's things that we want to chalk up to, well, I need to take care, uh, you know, time right. for myself. So I don't have time to do that. And it's well, I think it's probably my selfish yeah. nature. Well, like <laughs> it's human to kind of want to, we do that with scripture. We kind of sculpt it to say what we want it to say. Yeah. You know, we kind of yeah. pick and choose those things. And, I love when you share that about, about Jesus. Like, I feel like that really resonates because even in the Bible, when it talks about love, it's referencing agape love. And that doesn't always mean relationships. It doesn't mean being relational. And, um, kind of as I I was studying through that, um, especially when it got into loving your enemies, um, cause that's something that I've always struggled with. Like, do you love people that take advantage of you or abusive or those types of things? Like where's the line and what does that mean exactly? And it, it referenced in, you know, we're, we're called to show that agape love where you can set healthy boundaries and you pray for that person mm-hmm. and you want what's best for them and you pray over them and you know, you, you want them to find healing or mm-hmm. restoration or all of those things, but that doesn't necessarily mean you have to be in relationship with them. Yeah. And I think that's similar to what you mentioned, you know, in Jesus's life here on earth, right. that a, a lot of it wasn't buddy, buddy relationship. It was, he desperately wanted his people to know God's love, but that doesn't mean that he was, mm-hmm friends with all of them, if that makes sense. And I think that can be tricky because I think we set, I know I set high expectations for others, but I also do that with myself. So, I mean, I see that with my kids, with friends, with everything. It's, you know, if we set these human expectations for what love is or who should receive love or how they should receive it, then we're never going to achieve what God's purpose was for that unconditional love. Well, I think the great example that Jesus is, of course, he's God. So he knows that he is, he is the way Mm -hmm. and the truth. Um, but I think where it gets messy for us as humans is that whole comparison game and like trying to figure, well, how are they doing it? Is it working for them? And, and really what's working for someone else might not work for you. I mean, even the advice that we're giving or examples that we're giving about our life, it's just for us. And I think you have to kind of search that out for yourself to see what God wants you to do in your life. Um, I read a quote by Bob Goff, um, who's a Christian writer, and um, he wrote, we won't be distracted with comparison if we are captivated with purpose. Hmm. I was like, oh, that's, I like that. I like that. I've heard a lot of comparison quotes, but I liked that because I think he's right. I think when we don't know what our purpose is, that's when right. we lo- start looking to others, right. and that's where we get in trouble. Because well, even it's not in relationships, we, we tend to kind of mold to the people that we surround ourselves with. So, you know, if I'm hanging out with one friend, I tend to kind of 
yes. be a little bit more like that friend. Or yeah. I think it, it, I mean, gosh, I'm almost 39 years old and it's taken me this long. I'm still figuring it out. But like, mm-hmm. I think spending time alone in reflection and in prayer and, and I think just really listening mm-hmm. to God's purpose for you mm-hmm. and just understanding who you are, what you need, like what your needs are. Um, I think that will ultimately kind of prepare you for relationships and to be able to kind of be true to the person that God created you to be. Yeah. And I think that's where some of the relationships kind of separate themselves. Like, you know, I think we're called to love everyone, but like I said, I think the relationship aspect is, you know, who we choose to spend time with or nurture that person or nurture us. I think it has a lot to do with who God called us to be and he didn't Mm -hmm. call us to be saviors. Right. For everyone around us. Right. And that would be pretty selfish to think that we yeah. do have that power. Yeah. So loving, I think sometimes from afar is just as important as trying to be everything for everyone. Yes. Because in that you're not taking care of yourself and ultimately you're not giving your best. You're defining yourself need. by others. Yeah. Right. And we talked a lot too about just relationships and sometimes you know, it's like, oh, love others and, you know, it's great and happy and all of this. But I think it takes really... um intentional love and understanding to have healthy relationships. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I tell that to Megan all the time. Like I, I'm more passive, I think in sharing some of my, not even my truths, but if there's things that I feel like could threaten a relationship or hurt someone, even though I know that that's truth, sometimes I hesitate to share that in fear of either upsetting that person or losing someone. So I think sometimes it's navigating having a good foundation in a friendship or a relationship to be able to have open conversations, um, even at the risk of maybe having some unsettledness, if that makes sense. And I think you really are loving yourself when you, when you kind of guard that Mm -hmm. from people too, right? That you're just being careful because yeah, if you don't already have a relationship with someone and then you want to try to speak truth and love to them, right? It's not I mean, just a suggestion, well. but it might, might not be like right. the, the most positive experience you have. Yeah. And, yeah. um, and it, and it probably won't be truth in love because if you, how you don't love them, exactly. you don't love them. Um, one of the things I think this might be a mechanism. I think I wrote this myself. <laughs> I don't think it's a quote from somebody we else. Don't have many of those. I know. How about that? An original thought. Um, I had written down though, like to love ourselves means that we understand God's love for us and rest in God's will for us. And, um, I say that because I think even like looking to others, I think sometimes we look to ourselves even like, okay, what do, what do I need? And I think that's where the, where we get, get a little bit messy with the world. Like, Mm -hmm. well, this is what I, I want. This is what I, and not really setting it up. And I think when we're in God's will, we don't worry about, um, the comparison. We don't even, hopefully when we're in God's will, we're doing a lot of self-reflecting, but according to scriptures, mm-hmm. you know, when it says like, um, you know, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength, like we're giving our affections to him with our heart. And, you know, our soul is that kind of like spiritual realm that we're kind of searching for him to fill us with. And our mind is that we're studying his word and strength is his willpower, but also, you know, respecting your body, like. Right. We, we we won't have strength if we're not taking care of ourselves. Right. We will we will become weak. That's just what will happen. You know, right. if we're not <laughs> exercising or trying to take care of ourselves. Um, so, 
there is, I think there's a physical strength that we need to love God with. And then, and obviously there's a mental strength, you know, that that takes as well. But I, if it's any encouragement, I find myself like popping into so many different things. And, and this actually, the podcast of it has been so beneficial for me because I, I think it has made me more disciplined in seeking out things to find answers for or reveal. And, um, I think it's, it's been interesting to me how I'll read several different things and the same scripture will come up or the same like mention will come up in every single thing I'm reading. Um, which, you know, people could say it's just a coincidence or it's a God incidence or however you want to explain that. But honestly, I, what I feel is, is my truth in that. And again, that's just me is that, um, I think the the more that you're looking for God, the more you're going to find him. Right. And it, it's going to be surprising to you how he reveals himself to you when you're in, in a lot of different places. I mean, all rooted in, in scripture, but it could be that you're just, you're reading a devotional and you read something and then you're reading a book and you read something and then you're in scripture and you're reading something. And it has been amazing. Like I've been reading through Ezekiel, Ezekiel which is like, First of all, it's it's such a horrible book to read through. (laughs) And yet like these people write things and I'm like, that's literally what I just went through yesterday. Like this, it is true. that is why the scriptures are living. Like, I think that's where it it sounds so weird. Like, okay. Like why are people calling this like that scriptures inspired and it's their living words. It's because as you live through life and you incorporate Jesus with it, he's going to show up there with you. Right. It gives the meaning to everything that you go through. And I think one thing that I've learned a lot when I'm studying is a lot of times I'll base my studies off of a feeling that I'm experiencing or something that I'm going through and I will search for answers for that thing. I think the danger in that sometimes is you're basically searching for what you want to hear. You are. Do you know what I mean? So for me, it's kind of taking a step back and maybe immersing myself in a subject, Mm -hmm. but not that I'm digging for a specific answer because I think there's danger in that, in that you kind of make it what you want it to be. There's so many ways to do that. You read one verse and it's like, oh, I was right. Like, you know, this shouldn't have happened or, or whatever it is. So I think there is value in, and like you said, is just really studying either a book or if you are reading a verse, you mentioned this a lot, like read around that verse and read Yes. Take that further. Read a book about yeah. that scripture or read the yeah. footnotes or, um, you know, there's so much in that, you know, even when I was kind of studying, you know, what it means to love others and love your enemies. And it even mentions like there's danger in saying, okay, like healthy boundaries are good. Done. It's like, okay, right. well, God didn't want me to, um, you know, be right. in a relationship with that person. <laughs> I think that's easy. It's so easy to do. Yeah in so many different situations. And, mm -hmm. you know, I was reminded, especially in, in that situation with loving your enemies, you know, we look for what we want in people. Mm -hmm. So, Oh, well that's an enemy because this, or, and sometimes we look for what we want in scripture. And so, yeah, yeah, you're right. Like when you read around it, you, you will be convicted (laughs) about whether that's right. And loving your enemies and setting boundaries definitely go hand in hand, but that doesn't mean we're unkind. Right. That doesn't mean, um, that we rebuke or that we completely cut people out. Yeah. You know, you still love and pray for them. That doesn't, mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it's just a very difficult thing. I well, think about too, when I was young, sorry, mm-hmm. one more thing. Yeah. Um, when ahead. I remember like as a kid, um, specific times where, especially my older sister would 
something would happen, you know, sister stuff, like not a big deal, but she would come into my bedroom before I would go to bed and it was just her thing. Like, do you forgive me? Like, okay. Aww. And it was very sweet of her. I didn't want, you know, at the time mm. it was just, I was stubborn and I don't, yeah, I don't even know if it was stubborn or I still am like that today. Like I can't forgive someone until my heart is softened. And I think so often I put that on the other person. That's what I'm recognizing mm. in myself is sometimes I, I can't get to that forgiveness part until I see the softening of the heart on their side for what they did. Or when they come to me and say, I am sorry, I acknowledge I hurt you. Then I'm ready to forgive. But yeah, I think for me, I'm learning that the forgiveness is really up to me and my heart has to be softened. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily waiting for the other person because as we know that that's not always going to happen. And I would hope that my friends and you know, would ex extend that same grace. But I'm, I think one thing I've learned in studying through this is my heart is the one that really needs to be softened and my expectations need to be lowered in order to get to that place where I can love and forgive. Yeah. I think to, um, I'm going to bring up Ephesians six twelve in this too. And then I'll bring up a little fact about loving others because I liked it. Um, but here's what I have to remind myself, um, is Ephesians 6.12 says, we are not fighting against humans. We are fighting against forces and authorities and against rulers of darkness and powers in the spiritual world. Now, if you have a teenager, I promise you that you will see evil forces come out of that child <laughs> and you will feel like you're fighting a teenager, but you need to remind yourself um, that you're fighting against a spiritual realm that is not of God. I mean... Right. Um, you know, if you, if you, if you are a Christian and you understand that Jesus came to save us, he's saving us from something. And that's because we have an enemy and the enemy really wants to destroy us, especially lately. <laughs> yeah. He's, um, he's really looking for those cracks. And when he finds one, he wants to get in it. Yeah. And I think, especially for me, that's what, that's where I have to be careful with others is that. I'll start to take such offense or give or give something back thinking that I'm going against a person. Mm -hmm. And when I can come back in my right mind out of right. my anger or whatever and remember, I'm not fighting against that person. Right. Um, I'm fighting and against that's a good evil. Reminder. And, and unfortunately, and, and then you'll go, well, there's some people that are just evil. And, and unfortunately they are. If darkness has consumed them yeah. um, and Jesus experienced that too. He knew that one of his disciples was going to betray them. Right. Judas didn't, Judas is, is not with Jesus right now. Judas right. denied him. Um, and not like Peter who came back, Judas, right. Judas betrayed him. And what did Jesus do the night before he died? He washed his feet. Right. He took communion with and him. And it even says that like Jesus loved Judas. He didn't trust him. So I think mm. love and trust doesn't always go hand in hand That's either. So yeah. Yeah. So I think too, it's yeah. like Jesus was perfect. He just wanted the best in everyone. But yeah. that, that was something that in studying this really struck me too. He yeah. loved him, but he didn't trust him. Yeah. So as we move into loving others, cause I do think we should go into that a little bit mm -hmm. more. Um, one thing that was in this article <clears throat> when she started talking about self-care and why we can get confused with it is she does say the Instagram hashtag love yourself has been used over 27 million times. Well, the hashtag love others has less than half a million uses. I was like, yep, wow. 
So if that doesn't tell you that we really are a bit self-absorbed, mm-hmm. and again, we're not saying that self-care doesn't matter, but like, please, please, please trust that you're doing it in the right way. Right. right. Um, or we're going to be one of those 27 million loving ourselves and not part of the half a million loving others. Loving others. Right. So, right. I like this in my, um, kind of working through this too. Um, it says the most loving thing we can do for others is love God more than we love them. For if we love God most, we will love others best. How we love others, particularly other Christians, reveals how we love God. Mm -hmm. And then um, it mentions 1 John 4.20. It says, he who who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. Yeah. Yeah, that really struck me too. Like it's so easy to pick and choose kind of where we want to love others um, when really it's a reflection of how we're loving God. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love the unseen part too, because I think there's, there's things that happen in life and you're like, I need to, I want to know more. Like, why is this happening? And blah, blah, blah. And for me, it's been such a discipline to realize that and just comparing it to my relationship with Christ, who I cannot see, I cannot know all things about him. Mm -hmm. I cannot understand all things. And then I was like in this situation and he's like, okay, Megan, well, if you're going to learn how to trust me, here you are. Here's a practical a practical yeah. place for you to, to practice this. You don't know all these things. You can't understand all these things. You can't see all these things. What yeah. are you going to do? I think we've both been challenged with that lately is understanding that God shares with us what he needs mm-hmm. or wants us to know. Mm-hmm. And it's not, it's not our role to go seeking that out all the yeah. time. And that is difficult. Yeah. Well, we live in a world of reality TV where we feel like we should have, uh, we should know everything about everyone at all times. And it's, I mean, we're inundated with, listen, it. we, you, you, if you, if you've never watched reality TV, then you are a better Christian than I am. But I mean, I remember being sucked into many a reality show in, in my past years. Um, and, and I think and is it reality though? Well, yeah, no, it's not. It can't be. It can't be. Um, and then you're just putting on a show for what, you know, I mean, right. they're just doing what and they think what people want to see. And is too though, you know, that's. And we're feeding into so many horrible things too. I know. Yeah. Um, when we see that, but, um, yeah, even in first Corinthians where it, it's four through six where, where it describes, you know, like love is patient and kind, like how we're to love others, but also to realize that that comes from, from God, but love is patient and kind, never jealous, boastful, proud, or rude. These are tough things. People to, to give to others. Love isn't selfish or quick tempered. It doesn't keep a record of wrongs that, that others do. That's a tough one. (laughs) Okay. Love rejoices in the truth, but not in evil, which is where we can get tricky with like, Mm -hmm. You know, oh, it's just tricky. That's just tricky one. All of it is. Love is always supportive, loyal, hopeful, and trusting. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and again, we believe that God is love. And so if we we can trust God in love, and, and I think you're right to be guarded in like loving others does mean there's boundaries to it sometimes. Loving others means that you're looking at them in the way God can. Right. Um, and kind of giving them grace. Like the best advice that was given to me as I I was, you know, worried that I I wasn't loving someone in the right way. And yet there's just, there's stickiness there that I needed to be careful of. And, um, I was actually 
with like talking to a counselor about it. And she said like, your love, like loving someone just means that you're not going to get angry about that. You're not going to allow that to consume you or take you in a negative way. Mm-hmm. Um, and that you can say like, I realize that you're acting like that because of this or this or this. Right. Um, and I'm not going to hold that against you, nor am I going to hold on to it and be upset about it. Cause that ultimately hurts you yes. more if you're carrying. That. Yes. So, um, you know, I don't think you should feel bad if they're, if you're loving people like from afar, from afar. sometimes. Right. Um, I, I get, I mean, I think that we go back to the Jesus example. Like he didn't heal everyone in line. Right. Did he not love them? Well, of course he loved them, but he, he was just showing that there's, there's times to do things when he's following the father's will. And there's times that he didn't. Because right. it wasn't the father's yeah, will. That's what this explains agape love, which is what you're referring to. It says agape is the kind of love that is God's nature. It's an incredible selfless love, but it doesn't necessarily mean you make the object of that love your friend, mm. which is what you're talking about. It's like mm. loving from afar. Um, you know, you're, you're still praying for that person. You're not, I don't want to say you don't have that attachment, but you're not carrying the weight of something that you can't fix or make right, but you're loving them through it. Yeah. Um, this really stuck with me too. It says to truly love someone is to not change them to meet your expectations. Thank you for moving my mic. Um, and I'm guilty of that. Like I'm really guilty of say that again. Sorry. Cause I'm sorry. I was no, distracted okay. by your mic. Sorry. <laughs> I am always quiet. So Megan was fixing my mic. Um, it says to truly love someone is to not change them to meet your expectations. And it's kind of like mm. I, what I was referencing to with changing scripture kind of to meet our yeah expectation. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't know why I'm wired like that. I feel like I have really high expectations for people. I didn't think that, um, I don't know. I think I'm just like a black and white person. That's hard for me. It's hard for me. And th- accepting someone also means honoring them and forgiving them and not, yeah. like you said, not trying to understand. Yeah. And I think kind of working through just relationships in general I think one thing that keeps coming up to me over and over is like you said, people react based on their experiences or their past or like they only know what their life has brought them to believe Mm -hmm. the experiences. So we're all different. And I feel like it's so human of us is to judge that. Yeah. But if we're truly acting on that agape love, it's like, we're not trying to understand why people are the way they are, what the decisions that they're making or, or yeah, why people react differently or speak differently or, you know, but it's, yeah. it's our role to love on them. And sometimes that means having hard conversations. Yeah. Um, do you think this is like totally a question that I'm just having right now randomly yeah. in my mind? Um, because I think you brought up like that black and white, like I'm just mm-hmm. very black and white. And I feel like, um, that's something you hear a lot of times that Christians will say like, there's no gray, you know, it's mm-hmm. black and white. But I feel like there has I'm to be gray sure, with Christians. I know. I'm not that's... sure that, that I feel like that's true. I, I know that in the Bible, and again, like I'm not a Bible scholar, so forgive me for just like remembering scripture, but not where I found it. But yeah. I, there is something that says like, let your yes be yes and your no be no. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to give wishy-washy answers to people. I know that God calls us not to be lukewarm. I believe that's in our belief of him though. Right. Um, that is. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So I, but I think even, even there, like we want to take it and be like, all of life should be black and white. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, um, that's that's biblical. I mean, (laughs) and I, I'm just questioning, like, I don't know. That's me confessing. Like there has to be gray. There has to be gray in loving and forgiving. Mm -hmm. 
So I'm I'm just being vulnerable. I'm I'm not good at that. Well, I'm for not myself good at that and either. and for others. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, it's only been recently where I I feel comfortable enough. I think the fear is, you know, people can think, oh, you're always so kind or you're so sweet, and I might not be having a tough conversation, so you might not hear outwardly what I'm thinking. <laughs> but then I'm carrying that negativity with know, me because I, I am feeling like that. So when you carry that around. I might not be telling everyone what I think right. I feel like right. obviously coming from a loving way, but that mm-hmm. can still not always go over yeah. well, but then I, I can carry that too. Right. Just, just being truthful. Yeah. <laughs> and that's where the relationships do matter. Um, I think, I mean, Jesus had 12 disciples. He had people that he were with him, that he trusted, that he was friends with. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't everybody, but it was some. And so I think those some are really important. And I think that, you know, that's how we mentioned before, like the, and I think the more, and yet he left them, like he knew he was going to leave them too. So anyways, I'm, I'm bouncing off a bunch of different things, but, um, you know, I think even you and I, like we have created this great friendship and relationship that we have with one another. And yet we had to talk through things the other week that Mm -hmm. we just had to be real with one another with, um, and it's not easy, but I think because we had built the foundation, I know because we had built Absolutely. a foundation right. of trusting one another um, and being comfortable with one another, that then those conversations can be spoken in love and received in love. Right. And so it is a two-way street. And Absolutely. I, and I, I think almost with talking, wonder. it's listening is half the battle, is when you can just kind of validate someone's mm-hmm. feelings without justifying mm-hmm. anything else. Yeah. So I would just say... If you're not sure you're going to be received in love, think like 45 times whether you should speak <laughs> right, the, right. the truth in love. Right. I mean, really, because if you already know that someone might not receive it, th- trust me, there's times that things are, I'm not talking about like parenting your child. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause you know, I'm going to speak the truth no matter what. And it's not I've always going to be in love. <laughs> oh my gosh. But you can apologize for moments <laughs> when you're like horrible. Um, Anyways. Yeah, no, and I think, yeah, I think this has been really good for me too. And I don't know if it's just as women or as a mom, I don't know where it is, but the, the loving yourself is difficult for for me. Like, I feel like my love is defined when I'm pouring into my family and I'm not always good at that either, but I feel like, I don't know, my mission is to make sure everyone's taken care of and loved. And then if I'm not taking care of myself though, ultimately... Like no one is going to benefit mm-hmm. because I'm kind of worn thin. I'm I'm not sure why. At least my reaction is to feel selfish in wanting that for myself. Mm-hmm. You know, even last week when I wasn't feeling well, I was in such pain, and I, but I was like, I'll I'll push through. Like I'll get the kids to their activities, and you know, finally I had to call my husband oh. and and just ask for help, and and I asked if he could take them, but I was feeling so guilty because I was like, well, he's going to miss his class at the gym and he's not going to get to do that. And it just messes up the whole system. Yeah. And, um, I don't know why we tend to do that to ourselves. Like I need help. Can you help me? And just be okay with that. Well, and here's why loving others I think matters because you, obviously you love him and you guys have a loving relationship. <laughs> you do love him. I do. Of course yeah. I do. <laughs> um, I think that helps set those things up though. Like there's, I mean, obviously we have spats. We don't have like perfect relationships with our spouses. However, I think 
when you when you can love one another person, and they can re- and they can see that it's genuine. Yeah, um, it's something you don't really want to do. Um, I, I don't mean nothing. Like, no, like I, I mean, I, mean, I, I was thinking like this morning, like you know, we got a puppy. She's up at five o'clock. My new my oh, yeah, husband we didn't just even get into the puppy. No, it's all right. I don't even want to talk about her, um, but I am. So she's up at five o'clock, and my husband had just gotten back from work trip, so he was home after midnight, and um, I just was like, go back to bed. I got, I've got it. And yet, I know he would do the same for me. And right. so, like loving others really does. I think loving others opens that doorway to give you almost permission, but even like a, a nice balance to be able to love yourself. Right. Because it's not like love yourself is always, always, always. Right. And love others is always, always, always. It's this it's give and take. And when you find that right thing, you find that loving others then allows you to be able to love yourself. Right. And loving yourself then allows you to love others. It's like Absolutely. this continual flow of... And being in relationships where that's just understood. You don't have to yes. go through all of the work of explaining and... Right. But you need, need to take the, do the work of, of the discipline of making both of those things happen. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. I did want to touch, I know we're probably a little bit longer than what we normally are, but I did want to kind of get into the love languages just a little bit mm, and how I... love I, those. Um, yeah. I remember working through that in our premarital counseling. Mm. Um, it's called Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. Um, and basically the, the whole... Yeah, I mean, it speaks for itself. There's five love languages. So there's words of affirmation, gifts, acts of service, quality time, and physical touch. Um, And I think what kind of strikes me in that conversation is, you know, we clearly have our own love language and what, how we receive love. Um, But I do feel like uh, it's important to have that awareness of how people in your life receive love because Mm -hmm. it's easy to give love the way that you receive love. Yeah. Um, so for me, I know like acts of service, you know, like when my husband washes the dishes, I'm like, yes, like <laughs> you are amazing. You know, just little things that you're the it, hottest man I, I have mean, ever totally, seen totally. <laughs> with those dish gloves. Yes. <laughs> but when someone does something without yeah. asking, like, I don't know, that speaks volumes to me. So I try to do that for others, but that's not necessarily how other people in my life receive love. So I think yeah. it's also, um, it's just that awareness in your relationships, how, people you love receive love. Mm-hmm. I was horrible at that book. So I mean, we did it. I haven't taken it again. I should. I, mean, I feel like we like all of them. Right? We did it. Well, that's how I came out. And I like them. My all. poor husband was like, well, what the heck am I supposed to do? You're like, I want gifts while you're affirming <laughs> me and touching me <laughs> and washing the dishes <laughs> and telling me how wonderful I am. <laughs> you could just do all that all the time. We'll be great. Um, but I think that is really important because there, I do think your tendency, tendency is just to love people. I have to find that with my kids. Like that's a big thing there is that a I book, realize. Yes. Yeah. For children. For, for children. Yes. Yeah. And if you haven't, I mean, I think most people have heard of it, but if you haven't, like it's a, it's it a fantastic great. book. I think because even Christian or non-Christian. Different. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. All right. Is there anything else you want to cover? Um, I don't, I have a bunch of like random notes that I don't think make any sense right now. It has been like <laughs> a month. Be told. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah, but okay. it, it's been really good to be back and it has, I know. Thanks for, um, giving us some grace and, um, hopefully rejoining us here. And yeah. And we are, we're being honest. I have no idea like, what to there tell you. There were emotional breakdowns. There were hospital visits. There were puppies. <laughs> 
It was a hot mess. There's pee, there's poop, there's all kinds of crap going there's around. There's barium I had to drink for my CT scan. Oh, that was scan. horrible. <laughs> can we post that on our Facebook Okay, can page? I just say, so I had to drink a lot of this orange disgusting liquid, but then they also injected dye into me, so I don't know why they had. Why? Everything I read said you either drink the drink or you get injected. I had both. That was gross. It was gross. She sent me a picture of this sludgy drink. It looked disgusting. And all I could think of was, I did not plan to be in the hospital today. My legs are ashy. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot to cream this morning. Okay. Well, we have so many scriptures that I would like to share, but I think we're going to end with um, the God's honest truth. Let's use Romans 12, 9 through 10, because we didn't get to that one. Okay. Let's use it then. Um, Love must be sincere. Hate what Mm. is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Mm -hmm. So today, just remember that you are loved by God. Take some time to love yourself and love others. Mm -hmm. Um, And with that, we hope to be back on somewhat of a regular basis this month. Um, But today we'll leave you with be strong. Fingers crossed, say some prayers. Sorry. (laughs) Be strong, be brave, be fearless. Mm -hmm.